Hello, welcome to another episode of the Legendary Frogcast. I'm your host, Joseph Blanchett, and with me is Randy Keepers. Hello! Hello, Randy! Hey, so it looks like uh, it looks like we're we're Batman and Robining it today. We're Starsky and Hutching it, or you know, just a just a dynamic duo as we're it were. We're a Captain America and a oh, Bucky. Yeah, yeah. Today we're a Captain Marvel and Nick Fury. That's yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, but, but I get to be Captain Marvel because you know Captain Marvel's rad. <laughs> I was thinking about Captain Marvel um, and how some people don't, uh, mostly losers, um, didn't really like how uh, <laughs> Nick Fury was portrayed. Um, but, I, but I do wonder how he transitions from, like, kind of the happy-go-lucky Secret Service guy to, like, the real gruff and serious guy that we see in Avengers and stuff. Mm-hmm. wonder if the MCU will ever uh, cover that period. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. But uh but I, I don't think we came here to talk about uh about Marvel today, did we? Well, I have a couple things I want to bring up. One is um I wanna do more podcast stuff. Oh. And and I made an announcement, it's one of the reasons why we're doing this here. But I made a, a, a little update on um Twitter and Patreon and stuff, how uh I've forgotten how fun these podcasts are. Oh, so um, okay. I wanna start doing them on a more regular basis and um help support my uh, Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash legendaryfrog. Um, nice. I, don't really, I don't really advertise it that much um, because work output is usually really slow. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we put out three podcasts in the past month, and uh, that's content right there, buddy. <laughs> it's hard, cold content. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Good, good. good quality content. Well, I don't, you know... So I'm not going to change it. Like I'm not going to change the Patreon in any way. It's not going to be per episode, or um, there's not going to be any goals per se. At least not right now. But um, yeah, uh, I want to do more podcasts, at least a couple a month. Um, you know, you know, there's always movies coming out. There's always games coming out, and um, stuff like that. So, yep, Patreon.com/slash/RosaryFrog, and uh, if you go to um, my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Joseph Blanchett. Um, I've been uploading a lot of my old uh, legendary frog cartoons up on there. So mm-hmm. I'm doing commentaries. So even though it's taken a while to make this One Ring 4 movie, um, still trying to keep busy with other other things. So That's good. That's good. Keeping yourself, keeping yourself busy doing all that stuff. And uh, number two, speaking of Marvel, just very briefly... Um, James Gunn is back directing Guardians Three. I know, right? That that whole like discussion we had uh, during the the Captain Marvel <laughs> review it was like, oh man, I sure hope, man, you know, maybe one day, you never know. And well, at that point, I think a lot of people were just were just like uh, used to the fact that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And uh, I think the main reason why we didn't hear about it earlier is. Um, is uh, like the Fox Disney merger thing. They didn't want to like throw a wrench in the middle of it. I think mm-hmm. and the fact that a uh, gun took up another job doing a, a Suicide Squad probably affected mm-hmm. things too. Because like Guardians Three is probably not going to come out for another 
three or four years, like like realistically. So um, it's a little bit unfortunate, but I'd rather have it be delayed than not be like Gunn's movie, you know? So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I can, yeah, I can get, I, I get that. That makes a lot of makes a lot of business sense. You know, like when that happened, we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but I was like, kind of like um. I couldn't watch the Guardians movies anymore mm-hmm. because it just reminded me how like how shortchanged uh, James Gunn, like what a raw deal he got. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like I would have and stuff, but it, it was just like I can't watch that. It's too the pain is too fresh, you know. Yeah, um, and and realistically, you know, um, with uh, with just like how how quickly it happened and like. From what I heard, it was basically like, um, you know, like literally one dude was the one who like made it happen while everybody else was like out and about. So like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the inside baseball. And, like, I don't want this to become a you know James Gunn is back podcast, but yeah. <laughs> pretty deal like months ago about him coming back. That's why you didn't hear anything about like a new director mm-hmm. or anything. And yeah. why like uh, Dave Batista like shut up. <laughs> yeah. he was really, really outspoken about it. Yep, that's true. That's so true. Now uh, we're getting the Suicide Squad, which is um, not a sequel to the original movie. Thank goodness, because that was pretty, but pretty bad. So it's a quasi reboot, apparently, of a Suicide Squad. Um, he was going to ignore that first movie ever ever happened. Yeah, yeah, look. Uh... DC, I feel like DC is trying to get into their own, and with what I've heard about Shazam already, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of good impressions so so far. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that they're they're finally coming into their own, especially yeah, like, was really good. Yeah, that stuff. So this is like the DC extended universe version 2.0 with um, honorary guest Wonder Woman, in my opinion. Yeah, because <laughs> like uh. I still like Man of Steel, but that definitely is still in that Zack Snyder realm of, you know, DC movies. But, like, with Wonder Woman and Aquaman and pretty soon Shazam um, seems to be a whole new direction for those movies. So that's good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a pod- podcast about that. This is a podcast about... um. DLC and loot boxes and uh, kind of more um, specifically uh, how they relate to fighting games. Uh, Thing, things that piss me off. <laughs> yeah, because uh, fighting games kind of, they're like a different model kind of from just getting like, you know, more levels for like a, a Tomb Raider or something. Like they're actually adding <laughs> characters. And this kind of relates to some other genres like... um. Like Overwatch doesn't, uh, they don't, they don't do like seasons and sell their characters as DLC mm-hmm. necessarily. But like um, games like Apex Legends and um, I guess that's the only character shooter or uh, battle royale, but at least the big one out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but but they like sell their characters um, and they have loot boxes for gear and stuff and. Um, but we're, I know you're a big fighting game fan, and there's been a lot in, like, companies have tried a bunch of different ways to do 
that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wanted I mean, to see if we could nail down the perfect way to do fighting game DLC because it's uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I um I I hope in my heart of hearts that that's that's something we can come to a compromise on one day because like um I I'm having this really. Mm, it's a weird love-hate relationship that I'm starting to develop with fighting games because you know, fighting games is my it's my favorite genre. I'm not I'm, you know I'm not great at them, but I I do enjoy them a lot. I do like playing them a lot, and it, you know they're some of the best times I've had in my life have been over fighting games. And uh, this this recent thing that I'm seeing fighting games do is a little upsetting. Now there's some there's some some companies get it kind of right, and then there are some that I, I feel like I am legitimately being abused by, um, and mm-hmm. that my that my good good faith to them, and that my trust in their product is is being betrayed. And so, so um, let's start kind of like from the beginning, and then we'll get to some of the more modern stuff. Oh yeah, oh, you know what? I'll, I've got I've got the uh, the perfect example to open with. Okay. And um, and why um, why I get super critical about these things as far as how my video games are played? Um, I have a I have a copy of uh, King of Fighters 2006. It's also known as King of Fighters Maximum Impact 2, um, depending on you know what country you live in, but. Um, this game now, you know there are a lot of people in the fighting game community that they they kind of look down their nose at this game because it's it's not the best King of Fighters and it's not it's not the most well put together one, but it's still fun. Like it's still stupid to play and it's fun and it's engaging and um, like some of the the hypest moments between me and my friends have been over this game because it's just a silly janky game now. This game's base roster is roughly half of the playable characters, and you unlock everybody else. Um, in addition to that, like e- each character has like I want to say close to twenty total costumes, um, and and you start out with like eight. You start out with eight per character, so each character starts out with eight costumes. You have to unlock the other 12, um, and then, you know, and this is on top of a roster of maybe almost 40 characters or uh, something like that. You know, I, I can get the exact... Now, are uh, the characters that you unlock very different from what was in the previous uh, edition? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, with the way that... Um, like, with the way that... You are supposed to unlock characters. You uh, you beat the game. And you beat the game, and then it unlocks a character for you. You beat the game, it unlocks a character for you. Or like you beat the game and it unlocks a costume for you. You get stuff for playing the game. Mm-hmm. And so, like, let's see. It was like one, two, three, four, uh, eight, sixteen, twenty-four. 25. There's just a lot of characters in this game. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of um, a lot of costumes, and it's just really, it's just good. And that's that's kind of the accept, ex- expectation I had, you know, growing up with fighting games. Soul Calibur 2. 
roughly half the cast was unlockable characters. Soul Calibur 1, you unlocked characters, you know? And so, even Smash Brothers, um, you unlock the characters. And you... You know, you you'd work your butt off and and to play as new characters to uh, to open up more of the game, and so um, for me, you know, when when Vanilla Street Fighter Four came out, same thing. There was a bunch of unlockable colors for the characters, and there's a so this is in two thousand and nine at this point. You know that we started seeing, you know, oh okay, fighting games can come back, and here's a bunch of a bunch of uh, playable characters. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. Oh, uh... Yeah, oh, around the time of Street Fighter Four, um, I imagine they were doing like DLC costumes. Yes, yes, they but were. I, but I think in that game's case, they didn't add new characters until they made like new additions of the game, like Super Street Fighter Four. Yeah, yeah, Super Street Fighter Four and all that. Um, but but people were doing DLC characters um, around this point. Didn't uh, Mortal Kombat like the reboot? The uh, not the reboot, but like just Mortal Kombat, Mortal like, Kombat Nine, yeah. Uh, that had DLC. Yeah. Um, with the thing about Mortal Kombat Nine, again, you know, Mortal Kombat Nine had a lot of uh, unlockable costumes. It did have unlockable characters. Um, but it did end up getting a. It ended up getting what what was new to us: a season pass of characters. And they revealed they revealed all but uh, the last character. Uh, so they they're like, oh, okay, so you're getting Kenshi, Scarlet, and Rain, and a mystery fourth character. And I remember, um, I remember, I was watching the feed uh, for the reveal of this mystery fourth character, and they're like. It's Freddy Krueger, and I'm like, what? That's right, yeah. <laughs> and so I, um, like, back in the day, you know, that that was still newfangled and ridiculous to me. Like, holy cow, this is incredible! I'm so happy about this. And, is that uh, the first major like season pass for a f- f- a f- fighting game? It's the it's of? the first one that I can recall. Yeah, and um, that season pass, do you remember? Uh, what was that? How much was the season pass? Do you remember? Probably like twenty. It was like I want to say, I want to say it was fifteen dollars because they charged like five bucks a character. But I, you know, my memory is so foggy on that I don't even remember yeah. anymore. And since um, uh, Mortal Kombat Nine was kind of a brand new, it was a like a brand new era of Mortal Kombat. Um, mm-hmm. You can find it kind of understandable if they, you know, old characters are DLC because yeah. They, Basically, had to make everything from scratch for this like new version of of a uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, Soul Calibur was it five? Um, no, no, four for that era uh, didn't have DLC. It had DLC costumes, but I don't think they had characters except for like uh, like the Star Wars ones. You could buy like the opposite consoles um, mm-hmm. Star Wars character, I think. So, um, but the thing is, is like, uh, moving, moving towards the thing that's making me angry nowadays that I'm, I'm seeing a lot of is yeah, the more, it's um, like, the, like the modern age of like loot boxes and DLC. and season Yeah. Passes. Well, 
Like, um, and I don't want to calling calling a season pass like a loot box is kind of a stretch, but it, there's a lot of similarities. No, I mean, like, this is it's like things that are common; they're not the same thing. Oh no, no, no. Uh, um, yeah. uh, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, um, the comparison like Injustice Two and the, the New World Combat have loot boxes, I believe, right? Um, Injustice has uh. Uh, mother boxes, which are like loot boxes, don't get me wrong, but the thing is, is that you can only unlock them by playing the game. They okay. only give them to you by playing the game, so uh, yeah, there's no there's no way to buy more loot boxes, um, unless, of course, you're using the in-game currency that they give you um, that you cannot buy. So, um, so yeah, it's it's... That's the only like acceptable loot box to me, honestly. <laughs> but um, anyway, those, those uh, things in there do affect gameplay, um, but they're also I mean, most people only play that game um, without in the competitive uh, mode. Yeah, yeah, in, in the competitive mode. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, moving moving backwards uh, from from uh, Mortal Kombat in uh, 2011. I um I can imagine like um or well going backwards towards the earlier games of the uh, of the Xbox's life st- uh, lifespan um Dead or Alive 4 when it when that came out and Dead or Alive 3 and the, the Dead or Alive 1 and 2 remakes on the classic Xbox um when we when we uh when we got those games Again, you know, you, you'd play through the game, you'd play through the game, they'd give you a costume. You'd play through arcade mode, here's a costume. Play, you know, um, play through arcade mode on, you know, these difficulties, get these costumes, or um, unlock this character. That's that's how it was. You know, that's how uh, the game built itself up. And I, you know, people are nowadays are giving these really, really bullcrap uh, defenses against what I'm about to complain about. But um, and I kind of want to tie this into what you're saying as far as like how season passes are they frustrate me. Um, so let me let me uh, let me get prepared for this. So <laughs> we each have our Mountain Dew Baja Blast, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I got Available it. for a limited time at your. <laughs> What's terrible about this is that I've been been trying to cut down on soda, and then Baja Blast comes in like a wrecking ball. Anyway, so well, the first big like season um, mm-hmm. DLC I can think of for Finding Games probably Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. Like the game released, a lot of people would say without too many characters, like mm-hmm. it wasn't a huge roster. Um, it didn't have a story mode, even though that, that was free a little bit later. Um, and then they, I think they had three DLC seasons, and now they're just doing characters piecemeal. Is that what's going on? Yeah, that's what I, what I understand. And, um, yeah, um, this, this whole new method of, uh, of uh, what I feel is piecemealing the game out um, makes me very mad. <laughs> it, it upsets me, and um, even more so, like, how even unlocking... Um, 
what's what's in the game as as a feature is a horrific horrific downgrade of what we used to get and so like you know i i know people will be like well you're whining and this is you know this is just fine and it's like no this isn't fine this isn't the way it's been done this isn't the way that they they did it better before this they did it funner before this that was more rewarding before this you know and so um where to start with this so i bought i bought dead or alive 6 and i played the i played the online beta I had, had a lot of fun its core gameplay is really good and myself it was it was the nail um uh, <laughs> in in the coffin that would be actually pre-ordering the dang game. And so I I was like, okay, you know what? I am going to get Dead or Alive 6. This is fun. This is engaging. Man, I can't wait to play story mode and unlock these costumes and mm. and have fun with it, right? Now, this is at launch. Now, <laughs> quick spoiler, I have no patience for this anymore. I don't have any patience for games that waste my time and games that don't respect my time. So I don't own that Dead or Alive 6 anymore. I don't. I don't have it anymore. I, I, I sold it because I was... And I, I traded it in for the previous version of the game, <laughs> the Dead or Alive 5 last round, because I felt like it was a more complete experience. So mm-hmm. anyway, I... <laughs> No, between I, those two games, I think there was like a free to play. Yeah, yeah. Version. There's a free to there's a free to play version of six now too, and it's out. And yeah, apparently, for like I know the rant you're about to have, like about the, I think a lot of those costumes came from that um, like free to play version. Because mm-hmm. that's how they made money. So they just made a ton of costumes for that game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they made a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of costumes and. So, um, so here we go. Um, in previous Dead or Alive games, you played, you played through arcade mode once, you got costumes. Um, you, in, in Dead or Alive last round, if you had a tag team, you tag team mode, you know, cause there's tag team stuff, you can, um, you can unlock two costumes at the same time. That's pretty cool. Saves time. Really rad. So, Dead or Alive 6 doesn't do that. <laughs> Dead or Alive 6 decides, okay, so you're going to start a fight. You're going to play a fight, and we're going to give you costume parts. Now, these costume parts are tied to a costume, not the character, just a random costume of anybody on the roster. And you'll get, like... When it when I when I first started playing, it was like between five to maybe ten, if that, uh, costume parts for a random costume uh, across a roster, of well over twenty characters. Okay, each time you get random costume parts, not for the same character. They're just for random characters. Right? Yeah, for random characters, not even not even a uh, you know there isn't even a character bias where. Is this the character you're playing as? No. It'll be like, here, have these costume parts for a character you have not played <laughs> or don't play. 
And so what they did during, because there's a lot of people who were pissed, me included, um, they, they were like, here, for a special event, we're going to give you 100 times costume parts. Okay, cool. And I would still get, like, just barely enough for a costume, and I did get one costume. Well, I got enough costume parts for one costume. But I'll, this is, this will go into the next part of what pisses me off about this game. So, I played, I played for hours. My main is Hitomi. I play Hitomi. She is my favorite character in Dead or Alive, and my best character in Dead or Alive. And I played, played Hitomi online for actual hours. I was playing for hours against players, uh, trying to grind out as many costume parts as I could to unlock costumes. So, um, I only ever managed to get a small number of costume parts for one of Hitomi's, like, a dozen costumes. Okay, that's great, I guess. Except it's not. <laughs> so I go in, I'm like, well, I have enough, I have enough costume parts to, that I must have a costume unlocked for one of the other characters in the game. So I go over to that character that I that I have the costume parts for. Now, side note also is that while the game will give you when I played it at first at base game and I was getting 5, 10, um 15, 20 sometimes on a good fight uh costume parts, these costumes cost hundreds of costume parts in some cases at or over a thousand, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're getting little bits of this costume, and there's some costumes that, like my favorite costume for Hitomi was uh, was a thousand, and I'm like, oh, well, great, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. So I go to the character that I I like. I have the costume parts for, and I I'm sure I have them unlocked. Let's take a look. And so I pull up the character in the in the little customization mode, and um, I go to the the costume that I thought I unlocked. I didn't. I didn't unlock a costume. What they gave me was the opportunity to unlock the costume with the in-game currency. They get. Oh, <laughs> so you have to unlock the costume twice, where you get the costume parts, then you have to pay for the costume. And it's like, what? <laughs> Why? It's this like is you're, just... <laughs> it's like you're unlocking a blueprint, and then yeah. you have to actually build, you know, the thing. Yeah, and I'm like, this is a sixty dollar game. This is a sixty dollar game I paid for that I is treating me the same way a free to play game would treat me. And there's like a dozen plus costumes for every character. Yeah, yeah, and it's random as to what costumes you get, and it's and, and they now I've heard, and I, I haven't gone back to try it because I'm so mad about like Koi Tecmo right now. Um, that they um that they they apparently have made it so that there's a character bias for the character you're playing as now but i i haven't gone back to test this because i was just so angry about it like why why could they have not done it the way they had done it before that's the thing that makes me angry why change it and i'm realizing as i'm ranting that 
they just recently released the the free to play version of Dead or Alive Six, so they were putting a free to play mechanism in a game I freaking paid for. Ooh. Uh, additionally, I mean, overall, the paid version is probably a better value. I imagine. Yeah, playing playing as all the the most of the character roster because you know, um. There were still those uh, those DLC characters that were at, there at launch. Of course, they needed that. Oh yeah, so, the DLC characters at launch. Um, DLC anything at launch is a big no no. And I and like a lot of you know like single player games don't do that anymore. No, they don't. And another thing that like piss just pisses me off about Dead or Alive Six is just how it in, insulting it felt. You know, like. I I got this game in good faith that uh, you know that Koei Tecmo would provide me with a with an awesome experience that I had felt before. So like when I noticed in the in the demo or the um, the beta that you know all the costumes were available right out of the gate. Now I understand why because if they didn't, they, they wouldn't bamboozle you into thinking that it would be any good. And so now. The thing is, is that I had, I did legit have fun with the core gameplay of the game. But when I am banging my head against a wall playing a game and, and, um, just not having, like, not having fun, because I am having fun in battling, but I'm not feeling incentivized to continue to play. It's like, um, okay, I fought. A hundred times. What have I done? What what have I gotten? What have I unlocked? What have I? How have I achieved? And now, this crap would have been acceptable back in Street Fighter Two days, or um, you know, in in older older fighting games that were arcade ports, where the reward was to overcome the challenge. But that's not that's not why I'm having fun anymore. I have fun because I feel like I'm achieving something. I have fun when I feel like I'm unlocking things. Yeah. I have fun. Oh, this is a thing for a little later, but like, uh, um, well, I mean, like even for like non-fighting games like Overwatch, um, mm-hmm. where yeah, you do get a loot box every hour or two you play, but um, you know, it doesn't really affect me much. Uh, the only reason I play Overwatch is just because it's fun to play every once in a while, but I don't play it that much because that's all mm-hmm. I'm playing it for. And yeah. um, even, even though this is going to be a positive example of like the fighting game thing, uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, um, you unlock things for a while when you're unlocking characters, uh, but after that point, you're, you're just playing Smash Brothers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Smash Brothers is awesome and it's fun and I love it, but... Um, Eventually, that's all you're doing. You're just playing Smash Brothers, and they don't have any... I don't know what they would do in Smash Brothers, but uh, Mm -hmm. eventually you're just playing to play. Yeah, um, playing Devil's Advocate a little bit, because I agree that the unlocking system is stupid. Um, It's just costumes, so it's, Mm -hmm. it's not affecting the gameplay necessarily. Uh, but that's kind of a weak devil's advocate because I don't, I don't, it is. I don't, I don't know that much. And well, plus, you know, plus they hit all the skimpy costumes behind 
all those DLC. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is it's not even really skimpy costumes. Like, my favorite costume for Hitomi is a very... Uh, it's not a sexy costume. It's an adorable costume. It's, you know, it's not a... Uh, it's not a... Uh, you know, it's not a costume that... If I were being a thirsty pervert, it's not a costume I would pick. You know, I pick it because it looks practical and it's adorable. Um, it's it's a, she kind of looks like a steampunk mechanic with the with the outfit. It looks adorable. But anyway, um, but the thing is, is that like you're when you're playing a fighting game, the character is kind of an expression of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're playing as a character who looks like something that you would use to express yourself with, that's where, you know, yeah, it doesn't affect gameplay, but it is, it it matters to me that I am wearing, you know, a pair of overalls and adorable while I beat the crap out of somebody. Um, It's just like... Even if it's something simple, like what kind of color scheme you use. Um, Mm -hmm. Like for a lot of fighting games, and it it differs depending on the character, but like I always like purple, so I always Mm -hmm. play as like a purple um, costume if I can, or a a pink one, or... Yeah, or um, or for... Like for me... Like for me in Smash Brothers, I always um uh for Wolf because I play Wolf because I'm garbage. Um, I uh, I like his orange and white outfit. You know mm-hmm. that that's it, it, it's an extension of me. You know, it's an expression of me, and that's yeah. that's why I'm I'm so upset about these these egregious um, unlock mechanisms that just. They don't make they don't make any sense. They're not fun. They they suck. In um, uh, Overwatch, um, when I play Pharah, I play as the, the white uh, jackal mod mm-hmm. or uh, yeah. skin, which isn't even an epic. Well, I think it's epic because it has a special helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not one of the legendary skins, even though I have a few of them. I play as mm-hmm. that one because I think it fits the character in a canon way, and um, I just really like the look of it personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, speaking they... of like day, a day one DLC, one recently that kind of bugged me. Um, even though, I mean, for the record, I don't really play fighting games. Um, I play Smash Brothers, but that's about it. But when uh, Soul Calibur Six came out, they announced their season pass, and if you oh. pre-ordered the season pass, you get a tally, or not tally, uh, Tira, Tira. Uh huh. You know, character introduced a few games back, but it was available day one if you pre-order the season pass. Mm-hmm. And like, why wasn't that just in the base game? I mean, it was obviously ready. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> and oh. Uh, and um, we brought up uh, Jim Sterling on uh, the previous podcast that you weren't on, but um, you know, he's a big advocate for he's pretty anti loot boxes and anti. Uh, season pass when they um, exploit the player. And he was like, uh, Tira may have been your main in, in one of the previous Soul Calibers. Um, and here it is available day one, but it's an additional $20 because it's locked behind the season pass for, you know, weeks or a, a months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that felt dirty. That was dirty. Oh, yeah. It, you know, um, I another thing that is really frustrating me about season passes nowadays, especially that, that just pissed me off, um, is that 
it does feel loot box-ish in that you're putting down a monetary commitment to something you don't know that you're getting. That's true. Right. You don't know what... Most of the time... Well, I think Street Fighter started announcing... Yeah. Him. Yeah, um, they did. Uh, for a while, it was like, yeah, you don't know what characters you're getting, and one of them could be, like, a guest character that you don't care about. Or or worse, like, okay, so... It could be, it could be Negan from Walking Dead. Well, well Negan, they, they, they announced right up front that Negan would be coming, so okay, I... Yeah. I appreciated that they did that. I still got him because I'm a Tekken shill. But like, um, but the thing is, is that like, um, no, here's my thing that where me, I feel burned is, um, is, uh, the soul caliber six, uh, season pass. Actually that, that, that thing kind of makes me angry. (laughs) Um, the reason being is because, with um okay I, I i'm all right with tira i don't really play her and i don't i don't like her really it's just that she came with the with the dlc okay great 2b all right cool 2b that's really awesome i really like 2b she's cool from you know, near near um, automata yeah it's, near it's a... near is near is a cool game it's a lot of fun cool i wonder if they might be going with a uh, with a bigger emphasis on um, a bigger emphasis on guest characters, I'd be I'd be fine with that actually. Um, yeah, Soul Calibur Six was a pretty complete package in terms of characters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I I really I really felt like everybody who needed to be in a Soul Calibur game was in Soul Calibur Six. Yeah. What I don't think I needed to get. And I, I'm really worried about the next character that they're going to announce because I really feel like if the leaks are be to be believed, I'm going to be very angry that I got a season pass for four characters and I only actually care about one of them. But um, when when I saw the, the they're like, ah, yeah, Amy's coming back. I'm like, eight, Amy, Diet Raphael. Okay, great. Was she, like, a, no, was she a full character in a, I think she was a full character in five. Wasn't she? she was. She was, but the thing is is that it's it's like I now this is this is a lot of personal preference too. I hate Raphael with a burning passion. And I, I like Amy even less. <laughs> so I I I don't so if I knew that the season pass would have been like, here's a character you never play as, one character you care about, a character who you hate and regard as a, a shitty duplicate of a character you already hate also, and the character who's a sister of a character already on the roster who fights identically to, but maybe their throws are different. Who knows? Because mm-hmm. if the leaks are to be believed, we're getting Cassandra too. And I'm not, I'm not happy about that. <laughs> I wouldn't have bought the season pass they're, they're, they're two quote unquote clone characters. Yeah, like I wouldn't pass. have I wouldn't have bought the season pass if I knew that's what I was getting. But like, you see, and that's why it's like, well, this is what you get for supporting a season pass. Is like, well, I guess you're right. I am an idiot. You know, I I here I am trying to support a product that I have hope for, and then uh, the the product turns out being something I don't want. 
great. That that'll show me, man. I sure am an idiot, you know. But it's like, what, what I what? <clears throat> ha! So anyway, a Smash Brothers four. <laughs> um, you know, they did have DLC like Cloud and Bayonetta and Ryu and all that, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, the rest of them were just returning clone characters for the most part, except for Mewtwo. Mm. Well, uh, Corrin is absolutely not a clone. Um, Corrin, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, so Corrin. Sure, uh, they had, like, Lucas and um, Roy mm-hmm. were, like, two of the first DLC characters, besides Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, I don't know if I would have bought them back in the, if I had Smash 4, because, you know, one, I don't really play as uh, Lucas. And, uh, but we also have Marth and, uh, who I always preferred to Roy. Yeah. And um, the thing is, is like, I, I think, like, for instance, or as an example, um, with the Smash Brothers season pass that, that's happened now, um, we already have everybody that has been in a Smash Brothers game, Brothers game already in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Smash Brothers is a really special circumstance. Now, I haven't bought the season pass yet because of what because because of the the thing that happened with Namco Bandai, um, yeah, me neither. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not getting the season pass for Mortal Kombat. I'm I'm avoiding season passes because I I feel so burned about what happened with literally every other, or not literally every other, but like with with uh, with what happened with um uh Soul Calibur. Um, when Dissidia, when I was playing Dissidia a lot, um, I legit waited for, uh, like, I didn't buy the season pass for that game until Yuna came out. Um, and I felt like there was enough in there that I could, I would reasonably want to get. And I was really surprised with Snow, and I was really happy that he's in there. And I, it turns out that I actually end up having fun with these, these other characters that I wasn't familiar with, and... You know, I, I just I just feel like if game companies would just give us the information up front. With Street Fighter with Street Fighter, um when they did that um when they did the announcement where they revealed everybody who'd be coming in the season pass right up front, that was perfect. That was perfect because I, I had no worries about who was coming in it. And I did get that season pass because I knew who was coming. You know, I, I just, um, it just, the way that it is so far, man. And, and, um, back to Dead or Alive 6 pissing me off. It has the nerve to release a $100 season pass. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like $100. You plan on releasing that many costumes in a season. For a hundred dollars. Now, does that season pass unlock all the costumes in the game that you usually have to grind for? No. Oh wow. I I thought it did. I thought that's why it was so expensive. No, it's expensive because it's going to give you a bunch of bikinis for your characters and uh, wedding dresses and oh wait yeah it does give you a uh, it does give you a My Shiranui, um character who comes out in like June, but. Yeah, that's that's what it is. You know, that's what it comes with. It's I don't like, even I, know how you, this day and age, put out a hundred dollar season pass 
Yeah. Like, I don't think that's ever been done before. Well, Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive last round had been guilty of doing it too. It's just that at that point, it was, it was a game that was already years old and it had a free version out and everything like that. So people could just chalk it up as, um, <clears throat> chalk it off as a bunch of, uh, um, bunch of microtransactions nonsense. And so, like, it's still, it's still egregious. Yeah. It's still insulting, you know? Um, I want to talk more about Smash Brothers, but I want to go back a little bit to more, like, budget um, mm-hmm. fighting games. Um, the ones that Colin cost, like, 20 or $30. Because um, I know, like, a game like Skullgirls, which is an indie game, mm-hmm. released their DLC piecemeal and all that. But there's also games like... Um, the uh, Killer Instinct um, from 2013, which was a long mm-hmm. time ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released a $20 base version of the game. It released with six characters. Um, two more were added for free. Um, they had a special edition that was $40 that gave you um, more costumes, basically. Um and they had a free-to-play version where you can buy them piecemeal if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now, that seems like, yeah, you wish there was a little more to it. But every year or so, they kept doing twenty-dollar updates, which, um, after a couple, after a few years and changing company hands once or twice, mm-hmm. uh, you had a full product. Because, like, um, Killer Instinct now they have a three whole seasons with a bunch of bonus characters. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you feel about that model? Like, um, the thing is for me, um, that's not too terrible. Like, um, I actually have all of the seasons for uh, Killer Instinct. I bought everything I could because Killer Instinct was a it is a legitimately amazing game. I really, um, I, as a matter of fact, I was just playing it a couple days ago, just just doing a few rounds and having fun with it. You know, it's just it's one of those games, and the fact that it grew into such a big game after the fact, you know, because it started out so small, so so small, yeah, but it like. I think one of the big things for me was it there was no small, but also it was priced small. Yeah, yeah, it started small, it's priced small, like the like a Power Rangers fighting game, that, game that's coming out next week. It's it's a it's clearly a a very small project, and it's a small game, and uh, and it's it's a project that will grow into something great if people just care about it. And that's all right, but like with these games, with uh, with development teams that are really big, with all these people that are, uh, with all these characters and all this stuff and all this 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 stuff, and then they ask for yet more money, more, 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 um, without like they ask for blind faith, and it's like no, that's ridiculous. Why would you? You know, Killer Instinct was only as expensive as you let it be. Now I'm glad that it after it's it's time for um, that it's grown out of it. Like I I think 
for me, I ended up spending well over a hundred dollars supporting uh, uh, Killer Instinct as it went because I I really felt like the product it was was great. It was a lot of fun. It was really good. It just it made me feel like this is something I want to support. This is something I want to care about. You know. If only because of Mick Gordon's amazing soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole reason. <laughs> that's the whole, whole reason. I didn't uh, buy Killer Instinct as a game, but I bought those soundtracks and when it was uh, not Mick Gordon because they were all pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they they were all pretty good. I just, uh, like, I love Cell Dweller as a musician, but I do feel like he he did miss the mark a little bit. But yeah, anyway, that's, that's you yeah, know. Yeah, he's Priest music. Yeah. Miss, but, uh, yeah, but that's that's not you know that's fine though. Like with uh, with what they did, because you know it was such a it was such a gosh, I want to say gorilla uh, a a gorilla project because <laughs> that's kind of how it was. But yeah. like I I miss that. Like I miss when fighting games couldn't be hyper monetization schemes. You know, I I miss when. I could, like, I, I miss that the game that I got would serve me and be something fun for me to, to do for a long time. Not, you know, the only thing I can do on, is, is fight against people online, and that's all I have to to look forward to, you know? It, I, and then buy some I, DLC when new characters come out. Yeah, I like I don't I'm not a piggy bank for for a company to use my goodwill to to exploit, you know? I'm not I'm not here for them to do that, you know? I yeah, it, um in terms of like Street Fighter 5, which I feel like I mentioned a lot of people felt it launched in a really yeah. early state, um like not worth a $60 product. Oh yeah. Even though like um I heard like the the the, the the actual fighting system was solid. Yeah. But there, there wasn't a bunch of characters. There, you know, didn't have a story mode, all that stuff. Um, what was my point? Oh, yeah, like, just the cost of making games. Do you think that... Um, plus, they had to get it out, like, on a, on, a, on a schedule. Like, obviously, they couldn't put out every single character from Super Street Fighter Arcade Edition for... Um, because there was like 60 of them or something and they kind of had to redo models and and stuff. But um, I think people did expect like more of the classic characters to be there, like Blanca Mm -hmm. and uh, Sagat, you know? Yeah. Um, And like Sagat was just in like season three, like they just now got to, I mean, that was a while ago at this point, but like they just now got to him. Um. But do you think like they just didn't like these these uh, fighting game companies had this these huge rosters of characters because some of them have been active for twenty plus years um, that they just don't have the budget to add them all or um, like it, like it takes time and it takes time to and resources well, to do all these yeah. things so like do you think they just said well let's get characters here that are some of the more popular ones, we'll add a couple new ones, and then we'll add more characters as we, as the game evolves, um, because mm-hmm. we just don't have, like, the time and the budget 
do them right now. And that, you know, honestly, that, that makes a lot of sense. I can understand like time constraints, financial constraints, things like that. And I I feel like there is a, uh, there's an old saying (laughs) that you just don't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. And like, if you aren't prepared to commit to a project that will make your fans happy or live up to what they're already used to, then don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, that negative about it, but with the way a lot of these companies have been and a lot of ways that they let themselves be in a lot of ways that, um, you know, that, that, that I just feeling like I'm habitually let down like over and over and over again, especially recently, you know, it's like, I kind of feel like if, if you're, if they're, if your character is iconic to that series, they should probably be in the base game. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. uh, And I don't know if Tira, um, is iconic to Soul Calibur. I don't feel like she is. <laughs> but uh, definitely Sagat and Blanca are. Yeah. Um, was that character uh, in Soul Calibur that um, was the lady in the armor? Um, Hilda, I think her name was? Hildegard, yeah. Yeah. Um, is she in Six? Nope. Well, I bet she will be eventually. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Now, the game that puts a wrench into all these cogs is uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, yeah, which, it uh, does. Which released with every single character that has ever been in the series, um, plus almost every stage. There's not every stage is in there. Um, but on... Not the downside, it had all these characters, but it didn't have many newcomers um, compared to other mm-hmm. games. Um, yeah. And also, it was missing modes probably because a lot of time went into putting these old characters in. Uh, rumors have it that one of the new updates are going to add things like, um, like a um, contest and court run contest or break the targets or like a uh-huh. stage builder and stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, Sakurai kind of um, gave some insight about how they're able to do this. Uh, the fact that they had the same team, um, from Smash Brothers Four, uh, and they started so early, and um, they didn't have to change engines and stuff. That they were able to, <clears throat> like, they were able to bring over all the characters from Smash Brothers Four uh, pretty easily, and that gave mm-hmm. them time to add all the old characters that hasn't been in the game for a while, like Pichu and Wolf and Snake. Yeah. Um, it still have time to make like some new characters and some uh, Echo Fighters, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so. yeah, Smash Brothers has like seventy plus characters, and what they did with Piranha Plant, um, it wasn't ready for launch, but they said if you buy the game early, you get him free, which was nice. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it's a good gesture. It's like Nintendo showing up and. Showing these guys how it's done, and it's like, oh. <laughs> Too bad he's low tier. I don't know. I haven't played him much. Um, yeah, Smash Brothers is doing their DLC, which is pretty traditional. Five fighters for $25. They come with a stage and music. Uh, the only one we know for sure is uh, Joker from Persona 5. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, you know, since everyone's in Smash Brothers, it means all these uh, DLC characters are going to be brand new, so, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, I just, it's so crazy that it's, it's a good old-fashioned Nintendo who comes in to make everybody else look bad at what they've been trying to 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 get away with for these for these uh you know I I hate to say it but these schemes that they're trying to get away with you know <laughs> you know Nintendo showing up and being like oh you know what we're not gonna do that we're not gonna be like those guys yeah, so I'll, I'll probably end up getting the season pass um just because like even if I like don't care for the character they might be fun to play. Yeah, um, and you save some some money doing so if you get season pass. Um, but I haven't bought it yet. I'm I'm kind of waiting to see if they announce any more characters um, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get off tangent uh, slightly, like what other characters? Um, like like what characters do you wish were in the DLC for Smash Brothers? Like your like dream roster? Who who would the oh. other four characters be? <laughs> The trouble is, is that everybody I could want in Smash Bros. is already in in Smash Bros. Yeah. And realistically, like, the sky is the limit nowadays, like, with um, with what they've already got and with what they're already committing to. Um, you know, honestly, they've, they've placated to Americans really hard by putting K. Rule and uh, Ridley in. And so... Gosh, I can't really think of anybody unless, of course, uh, we're still going third parties. I mean, I think Banjo Kazooie, um, yeah, is going to be in there. Yeah, especially with uh, with how chummy uh, or how buddy buddy Microsoft and Nintendo have been. Yeah, um, um, like during the recent uh, Nintendo um, Indies thing. One one little phrase really stood out to me when they said, "Our friends at Microsoft, you know, are proud to bring Cuphead to the D- Nintendo Switch." Yeah, um, and I am. It's like, like that's not that's just not getting Minecraft on there because Minecraft is super super popular. That's um saying like, well, I think they're starting to have a, a relationship business wise because uh, Xbox Live is coming to the Switch. Um, yeah, uh, rumor has it that they're like streaming a uh, cloud service. That's like the Switch is going to be compatible with that. Uh, rumor has it. Um, so I yeah. think Banjo Kazooie would be the perfect, like, because that's a that's a Microsoft property now, and used to be a Nintendo one. Like, mm-hmm. if that character crossed over, that would be perfect. Yeah, and like, um, you know, there's. I, I've heard uh, heard heard tales that uh, we might be seeing a Dragon Quest character coming in, which is cool. You know, it's um, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the most popular rumor slash leak at the moment, although nothing's been concrete about it. Yeah, and uh, and that's pretty cool. Um, I don't yeah, know, like there was a time where I I kept watching these uh, Smash Brothers leak videos, even though I knew they were all fake. Um, because, like, you know, they would say, like, the, we're going to have a Nintendo Direct where they're going to announce all five characters, and 
SNES virtual console on the Switch and blah, blah, blah. It's like, they're not going to do all of that in one thing. It's mostly just people making up stuff that they want. But, um, yeah, like, I've heard, like, the Doom Slayer, uh, just stuff like that, and I forget the other characters. Uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts, you know. That would be a cool character. Yeah, I was going to say Sora. Sora might make sense. I could see that one. Yeah, because there hasn't been a new Square um, character, and the one that comes out the most is uh, Sora and uh, Chrono from Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Which, which, uh, which um, that would be a cool character too. People really want a uh, Gino well from Super Mario RPG, but it just seems like if we get that character as DLC, it's not special enough, you know. Like if a character is DLC, you want it to be special, in my opinion. And um, Gino just seems like it would have been on the base roster if they could have gotten that to work out, you know? Mm-hmm. But maybe we'll get a cool character like Chrono or Sora. Hopefully. I just, uh, I just can't wait to, like, th- this is going to pass. Like, this whole, whole world of, uh, of using fighting games as a monetization scheme and, uh, this well, you whole... think so because they because I think it works. They prove that it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they made they're going to make a much are they going to make way more money selling a game piecemeal than they will uh, selling in one one product, which yeah. they'll get one one sale of it and nothing else. I mean, that's why this DLC exists. Well, it it'll only take them so far, honestly. People, we won't. It's not going to stay that way. It's not going to be maintainable. It's not something that, well, you know, just like everything, it's it's going to change. It's going to be different, and it's going to evolve or change. And so, like, I just feel like as much as I'm complaining about it, and I hate it right now, I don't feel like it's a, a natural part of fighting games. And if... Someone comes in and and uh, you know really knocks it out of the park like Nintendo has been um, and continues to do so. And you know other publishers are like, wait a minute, um, people don't care as much about us as they are what the other guys are doing. You know, I feel like that's what needs to happen. So, what are one problem is. Um, is that there's so much legacy in fighting games. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of new fighting games coming out that really make an impact. Um, so, like, you're getting all, all these sequels, and they have so much to build upon, it's, like, inevitable mm-hmm. that they have to leave stuff out. And mm-hmm. in this day and age where you can just add characters in one at a time, um, like, that's that's the way the industry is now. But, like, I wonder if like if Capcom wasn't obligated to make Street Fighter Six, then they can make like a brand new fighting game, or like I do what they did with Three, where like most of the characters are like brand new and mm-hmm. not like um, and not like returning characters. Um, yeah, they wouldn't feel obligated to do the season pass stuff, or at least like 
take advantage of nostalgia as much as um although if they made a Street Fighter three two like if they did like brand new characters for a Street Fighter game, you know they would make DLC characters that add in the classic ones <laughs> anyway. So maybe that maybe that wouldn't work. Maybe yeah. it's a brand new franchise. Um anyway. Uh what do you think the best model is though? And, and I think I make it I mean like um, obviously it's the play and unlock stuff model. Um, mm. But that's kind of from a bygone age. Like, yeah. which modern model do you think works the best? Well, modern mm-hmm. model works the best for me, or at least, like, if it if I have to deal with the way that I've had to deal with it, <laughs> um, that makes me complain a lot less. Um, I would like my season pass to. I would like to know what what I'm getting. I would like <laughs> to know what to look forward to. Um, I would like to know. I understand that, like a lot of the uh, the way that it is now is predicated on the mystery and when you know what's inside the box. But like, really, I I don't like that. It it really doesn't sit right with me. Um, lately, I have been just waiting until there's enough content out for me to justify getting it. Um, I wouldn't have got the season pass for Soul Calibur, for instance. I, I just remembered that uh, Nintendo, well, like, Sakurai apologized in the uh, season pass announcement that we don't know who's in it yet. Yeah. Um, but they felt that they should announce it so people know it's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they announced, like, the first one pretty quickly after, and I imagine they'll they'll do the same whenever it's uh, they have enough to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since I don't play fighting games, um, I, I kind of disagree with... Um, I agree with you. Uh, season passes aren't the most horrible thing. No, they're not it, horrible. It, 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 it would be great to know who's in it beforehand. And another um, thing is um, a big thing that I also like, it doesn't so much soften the blow as much as it does, like makes me grumble less, but like uh, the injustice Two with its season pass, um, the bonus wasn't just, Oh, here's a, here's a character early or whatever, you know? Um, we got we got exclusive character colors. We got exclusive uh, alternate skins. We got you know there's there was a lot more that made it less worrisome to uh, to to opt in early. And Justice so, Two had like what um, Smash Smash Brothers would re- would refer to as, as like an Echo Fighter, where they would change like Supergirl into Power Girl stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of like a a bonus for getting the season pass. Yep. And uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, and uh, and uh, Reverse Flash. Can you buy those um, individually? You can. Yeah. Okay. Do they have like um, a Catwoman transformed into Cheetah or something like that? No, Cheetah's Cheetah's a default character. It's uh, there's a costume that turns Cheetah into Vixen. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, Mr. Freeze turned into Captain Cold. No, or Captain uh, Cold. Vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nintendo just gave away... Uh, Nintendo just uh, gave those out for free. Yeah, yeah, they did. But, um, anyway, back to, back to this whole thing, though, is that I... 
if we have to have the kind of systems we do today, I would just like to know what I'm getting first. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know what I'm getting, uh, make the reward more palpable than, you know, uh, or not a reward, but a, a bonus or an incentive be something more than, more than, uh, well, here's a bonus character early. It's like, mm-hmm. and, and probably the base roster should feel like a complete game. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. And that's, that's probably another thing that I, like, like, I'm not complaining at all about, uh, the Smash Ultimate season pass. I don't have it yet, but, uh, but I'm not complaining about it because it's not, it's not as egregious. The game that came out that the DLC is going to be a part of doesn't feel like a, a it, like it's necessary, you know, that yeah. it's a, you know, and it's an add on bonus. Um, with, with, uh, oh, with Blaze Blue cross tag battle, um, the literal half of the roster is DLC, and that was, oh man, that made me mad. I was real upset about that. I, uh, yeah, did they do like, I mean, like, like packages for like characters in a series that just added, like, like here's like the blade, I don't don't know much about these things, but here's like the blaze blue. The Blaze Blue pack. Here's the uh, Ruby pack. Here's the. Uh, no, they they didn't do that. Thankfully, they were like they all. Um, here's a pack that comes with one Unist character, one Blaze Blue character, one, um, one uh, uh, Persona character, and they they just do that over and over until uh, until they were finished with what they were doing. And the Ruby characters were all uh, they were all free, so. Um, okay. so you didn't have to pay for them, but, uh, but still it just was like really, uh, really weird the whole time. How would you have felt if, um, Marvel versus Capcom of Infinite released a huge, like X-Men DLC? I would die happy, Joey. I would die happy. <laughs> it's not happening anymore because the game's dead, but. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah, good talk. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still mad about Dead or Alive Six, but um, we'll, start pen- we'll start a pension to get um, Ark and Kerrigan in the next Smash Brothers. There you go. It'll be, um, it'll be premium DLC. Oh, how premium? I'm thinking like eight dollars instead of five. Eight dollars instead $8. of five. Because you'll have both of them though. Oh, yeah. Would it be so? It's like two separate characters, or no? There'll be echoes. <gasps> there'll be uh, echoes of Marth. <laughs> All of them. It'll, it'll be, they'll, they'll just be Marth, but instead of a sword, it'll have a have like a, a, a smaller sword. <laughs> <laughs> All the same that's, that's horrific. <laughs> yeah. I remember in Soul Calibur uh, Four. Was it four? Yeah, four. It was four. Um, I made like, I made a like a Kerrigan in the custom uh, fighter thing, and she had this big old hammer like Astaroth. Yeah, you you were using Astaroth, and uh, Ark yeah. was uh, Ark, Ark was, was Raphael. Uh, yeah, Ark was Raphael. Um, Sal was Siegfried, I think. Uh-huh. And Senyo was uh, Sunlina. Yeah, with the staff. We we fought we fought a lot uh, in Soul Calibur Four, Joey. 
Yeah, we owe our friendship to Soul Calibur for Yeah, we do. And uh and I know why they call you the Blood Knight. <laughs> yeah. Because you cheap. Doing an inside joke. Should uh, we tell that story? Tell uh, yeah, we should. Um <clears throat> so I um I was kind of an edgelord and I had this character called the Blood Knight. Um, he used Cervantes' fighting style, and if you played Soul Calibur 4, you knew that uh, Cervantes was kind of a cheap, cheap, cheap character. And so um, Joey and I were in a lobby, some randos in there, and there's this, this kid. He sounded like he was, what, eight? <laughs> yeah, he sounded young, but I guess that's typical Xbox Live. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I'm going through when I'm running a train on basically everyone in the lobby, and I fight this kid, and I just I run him into the ground because I because I'm evil, <laughs> and I'm playing as my character. I'm playing as my character, the Blood Knight, and the kid he he's it's like as bad as Reaper from Survivor. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. And so he, uh, the kid, he he's like I know why they call you the Blood Knight because you're cheap. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh yes, they call this man who is wearing bright red armor the Blood Knight because he's cheap. <laughs> yeah, that just was so funny to me because it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It was perfect. Um, oh man, yes, yeah, online lobbies it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was never great at Soul Calibur. I could whip my friends Dustin, but but um, not so much when I got online. Yeah. It's the only reason I can do that with a, a Dustin who didn't play as much as me. So I knew how to, like, dodge and parry and I knew a lot of, like, easy easy to do counters. So mm-hmm. I, I've played Soul Calibur since, you know, Soul Calibur 4. That was the only other fighting game I really got into. Um, I like the, like, slower paced fighting games like that, where it's less about, um, I don't know, just more like fluid in its, mm-hmm. in its style. Yeah. Gosh, it was good. Good times. Good times. Um, I did try to kill her instinct, but that game was too fast. And I, I, and I actually think a game like um, Injustice or Mortal Kombat is kind of more my style. Um, but I've never played them, so. Yeah, it's good times. I don't know if I want to play Mortal Kombat 11. That game's too violent. No, you're going to play it. We're going to play it together, you and me. Oh, it's, uh, it's going to happen. Eyeballs and brains popping out. Ugh. I don't know. Noob Cybot's fatality is pretty lit. I love it. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> as soon as I saw... Uh, uh, what was his name? Um, uh, he, has, he has the swords in, the, in his arms. A Baraka. Baraka. When I saw that one, I won't describe it because even describing it's really gross. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like peeling an onion, and then uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'll give you enough description. I was like, I, I wonder if the, if during tournaments they're going to ban fatalities because well, most players, too, yeah, yeah mo- most players don't generally don't do fatalities anyway in a tournament setting. It's hyper disrespectful, but <laughs> yeah, that's why when I watch like uh, 
Killer Instinct, they didn't do ultra combos that often. And whenever they did, the um, commentator was like, oh, check out the bad man doing ultra combo. Yeah, yeah, or like, um, well, anytime I've seen people who, uh, who do, uh, do, did do ultras back in the day, they'd always end them to, to be like, oh, I just did this to finish off your life bar. I'm not trying to, to style on your friend, so, um, we'll yeah, they'll do like, they'll do like the short versions where you yep. don't have to worry about it. All right. Uh, thanks for the talk, Randy. No problem, dude. Um, we didn't talk much about non-fighting game stuff, but um, you can probably leave our, leave our opinions on that um, from our talk with this. And just mm-hmm. as a reminder, um, I want to do more podcasts. I'm not sure what the next topic is going to be necessarily, but um, you know, Avengers Endgame is coming out, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, and I won't we... be able to. I won't be able to see it on opening weekend. I'm afraid. Oh no. Uh-huh, yeah. It'll have to be on the Tuesday after the fact. I'm sorry. Be careful for spoilers. Oh, dude, I am, I am terrified of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the day after Infinity War came out, there was, like, pictures of people being turned to dust, you know? Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, more podcasts. And, uh, Patre- uh patreon.com slash frog. And, um... All right, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye, friends.